Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. I welcome you to another round of working with the doshas. Um, as you guys know, we've been working with the sister science of yoga called Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the study of life and the wisdom within um, to maintain our physical body, our lifestyle in which we can serve our yogic purpose, to seek that self-awakening, that self-realization, and eventually liberation. So they complement each other in creating harmony and balance. And over the past few weeks, we've been working with understanding the doshas in different ways. Our last session, we worked with vata dosha, and we um, linked it to our experience of it is the energy of uh, prana that moves, that stimulates, that creates this creative expression of life force and it's connected to our nervous system. Now this session we're working on Pitta Dosha. Now Pitta Dosha is a combination of that light of prana as well as the intelligence of prana that functions through the element of fire and water element that gives illumination to prana. So remembering fire, uh, the element, is that heat, that energy that burns and it gives light as well as that water element that moves that energy um, around. So it is the tejas off of your vital energy. um, Pitta is associated with that illumination, your radiance. You can even say it's your charisma or it's your aura. So that Pitta nature part of you is that aspect of that energetic expression of your radiance, your light, and your charisma. So Pitta also is paired with the physical, mental, energetic um, ability to digest things. So it's working with the physical digestion of your food, energetic digestion of the prana that you cultivate, and the mental digestion of the things that you learn. So it's all about digesting. So just keep that in in your mind as you're practicing, um, listening to the preamble, but also in your actual practice. Now, the typical Pitta body type is very athletic in build. They usually have freckled, kind of moist, reddened skin, and they're overflowing with this positive energy, and they're willing to put the effort into their lives. There is this kind of force in which they're not afraid of that physical, mental, emotional force of effort that you have to put and dedicate to a task. So they're never cold. They're kind of, their inner firmness is brimming with this heat of fiery nature. They usually sweat really easily. And they're the people that tend to smell a little bit more pungent than other doshas. So the character type of a pitta person is one of being very A-type. You know, these are people who are born leaders. They are very self-confident. They have a strong sense of self-belief. They are courageous. Their aim is to win and to get things done. So they have a tendency to be very orderly, very intelligent, and they have a great capacity to digest information and recall um, from memory. 
So they have a great recall. And as they're consistently disciplined, they're also very decisive. They have a great discerning of which choice, which road to take, right or left, wrong or right. There's no middle ground, there's no gray. It's either this one or this one. So they have a tendency, um, you know, to be very tunnel vision and focus, concentrated on a task. And so they're very um, determined uh, and there's this kind of force of commitment to their presence. They have a very active metabolism. They have a lot of positive energy brimming, that vitality that makes them very passionate to actually fulfill what is most important to them, what they desire. So they're super determined, strong-willed, very powerfully motivated to achieve one's duties, responsibilities, and goals. Um, the foods that are really best suited for Pitta nature are said to be sweet and um, bitter and astringent in taste. They usually are drawn to cold drinks because they're unconsciously and consciously regulating that inner furnace that sometimes burns up quite hot. Um, they love competitive sports. So if there's a team sport, they're in it. If there's a trophy or an award, they want to win it. So they're, they're usually drawn to kind of um, sports like that, but also um, yoga practices that have certain set sequences or certain aims in evolution. So like the Ishtanga sequence of series one to six, that becomes a goal orientated in which satisfies that need to accomplish something. So um, because Pitta is a combination of fire and water, when Pitta becomes aggravated, it usually shows up in inflammation issues. So like inflammation in the skin, where we get skin rashes, acne, um, you get inflammation in the tissues, either kind of inflammation and sore muscles that get inflamed because of tearing, or inflammation um, in like tendonitis, like golfer or tennis elbow, or inflammation in the shoulder joint due to repetitive movement, or even just like arthritis is an inflammation issue. Um, they also show up in that inflammation in like, say for instance, too much acid in the, the stomach where they get heartburn or indigestion or even diarrhea. There's, you know, inflammation in the body and just normal kind of like headaches or overheating where they tend to burn up and eventually burn out. If you could kind of think about it, if you have your foot on the accelerator pe um, pedal all the time, just burning fuel, fire, 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 you're gonna run out of your tank of fuel. So a lot of Pitta people tend to have their foot on the accelerator the whole time and they burn out. So in that, um, the imbalance of Pitta in the form of their mental emotional attitude is one, if you can imagine your foot is always on the gas pedal, you become angry. Um, Pitta people usually have a lot of tendency to be very intolerant, impatient, irritable. They have a, um, a, a sense of kind of just like being hot-tempered, very quick to react in a very um, uh, fiery way. And so this leans them towards being very controlling, very jealous, 
uh, very judgmental and critical, not only to themselves, but also to others, um, because they have high expectations um, to themselves as well as, as life. They tend to overdo physical movement and become very aggressive in it and militant um, because of this uh, a kind of goal orientation. They get caught up in um, sticking to what they know. And so if they know like a vinyasa practice, this is a chaturanga, an upward dog, they become a bit little militant. They might end up doing two where you're supposed to be doing one. They do it really quick thinking more is better. And if they can do it faster, then they can achieve more. So there is this kind of overdoing their physical practice, but they do it in their whole life in all, all aspects. They also tend to ignore those who can help and actually take them further because they tend to be fiercely independent, very competitive, and super bossy. Um, and in that just exacerbates kind of perfectionism. And if they don't get it right, they tend to be very harsh in judgment and criticism of themselves. And then that um, uh, unfolds into expectations of other people that can't meet that. So you can kind of sense that, you know, if a person's very fiery, the tendency is when they go into hot weather, it's going to make them even more so. Uh, Pitta people, if they get into the sun, they usually become more imbalanced. They usually tend to, um, burn, sunburn, and go really red really quickly. Uh, foods that really aggravate them are usually warming energy foods like spicy foods, foods that um, are usually sour, um, more pungent and salty, aggravate their digestive system. So you can kind of sense this fiery nature. If you put more fire on, with fire, you tend to burn up and then eventually burn out. So when we are looking at Pitta, we're trying to create this middle path in which celebrates the more positive part of Pitta. But we acknowledge that, just like in Vata, we go out of balance. Uh, a Pitta that goes more towards the rajasic nature, of this kind of overstimulated, overactive nature, usually that Pitta becomes completely obsessed as their aim is to achieve at any cost, regardless of the method or means in which to accomplish what they are kind of focusing on. And they can be very reckless. They tend to be very arrogant and vain of their approach and abuse their positions and powers to get what they want. Now, if it goes into the very tamasic extreme where it's very dark, very destructive, very kind of depressive in that kind of tamasic way, this kind of quality of pitta um, shows up of being a person who's very violent, paranoid, they harbor hatred, disdain, resentment. They tend to be hostile when they don't get what they want. And they tend, it says in the kind of more Ayurvedic perspective, they tend to be lawbreakers, criminals, and criminal masterminds, you know, um, and psychopathic leaders. So, under our current circumstances, we can probably imagine who we're thinking about, but they don't tend to listen to anybody, and they are so driven that they become very, very destructive. So what we are looking at is, 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 is that we're trying to 
celebrate pitta and see where we go out of balance and in our pitta nature bring it into more of a sophic quality in which we celebrate the sophic pitta which is the intelligence within you um sophic Pitta people are so disciplined and they have a, a wide perspective. They have a vision and they're born natural leaders in which they can see how to promote growth and develop um, you know, communities and projects in a skillful way. They're sun-like people. They're radiant. They have an amazing charisma. You are drawn to them and they capture your attention because they are so bright and they are very outgoing and they are like a kind of, a, just a, a great resource um, to guide and to get things done. So, you, you, you know, Pitta people and, and Pitta in yourself really celebrates what matters to me most. What do I care about? What is important to me? You know, what do I need to do in this lifetime? And to direct the Pitta part of you to listen within and go, what do I need today? You know, from this practice, what do I need? And as you set an intention, that, that satisfies that pitta part of you of needing more meaning and purpose of why you're practicing so you can actually feel like you've accomplished something. So in your practice, um, you know, it's advisable for kind of that pitta nature not to overexert in your practice, to find that middle path because you don't want to burn up and burn out. And so the challenge is, is to move slower and to take the vinyasa and the hard poses slower, but then control it as you focus on the breath. The inhale, you can feel is cooling. And as you hold your inhale, it's heating. And then as you exhale, you'll notice it's heating. And as you pause, it's cooling and grounding. So we can actually regulate that fire through the breath. Inhale, it's cooling. Holding your breath, it's heating, but it's more illuminating. You feel like brighter. As you exhale, it's physically heating. And as you hold your exhale, it's really grounding, which is that cooling nature. So within the breath. And in that, as you move slower, more consciously, and shaping your breath, and noticing the temperature and regulating your heat, and fire, and light, you can also start to notice to be gentle. Um, gentle in your thoughts and in your intentions while you're doing your asana practice because of that high expectation and being very goal-orientated in that pit to nature. Um, we want to make sure that we leave room to open up to some creative um, presence, to widen our vision, because again, that tunnel vision, we want to widen our vision to see and to experience, um, you know, a kind of a, a door that opens us to maybe new possibilities and opportunities that we weren't looking at and listening, being guided by a teacher, to kind of go, oh, I, I didn't realize or I didn't experience that before. Maybe I'll try that. And that gives you more tools to be more effective um, in your life, to, to play with instead of being so hard. So we have to meet fire with fire. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> give you some 
uh, Surya Namaskar. Surya means uh, sun. And I'm going to make you move. So we stoke that fire and get familiar. Get strong in your body. And be strong in your body so you can increase this flame. And then digest it physically, energetically, mentally. And then utilize it. Be more effective in being how you execute your practice. But then absorb it, sustain it, so you can execute your life more effectively to do your duties and responsibilities today. So it ideally... A balancing practice for Pitta is one that creates this fire, opens you to a physical container in which you can contain it, and then grounding that fire, cooling down so you have a clear vision, and being able to feel that fluidity of that fire to move you to do your life well, to be more effective in your life. So remembering that Pitta is a part of the fire element, and as we studied the fire element on our last series that we did, the fire element is associated with your sense of sight, your vision. What do you see that you want to create in your day, your week, your month, this year, your life? And so to have a vision and have this purposeful um, presence of being able to go, is this the path that I want to take or is this the path? And you connect to that discerning awareness and to be able to see and go, that's the path. Now the water element is associated with taste and it's the good quality of taste that you need to um, experience for yourself. You know, my practice might not be at your, you know, your taste, your practice. It's that taste in which, mm, yeah, this tastes right to me. So it's that kind of um, metaphor in as you practice do you dial up the heat or dial down the heat? And how you bespoke your practice to hydrate, to nourish, to invigorate, to enliven, and to be able to um, digest the information in which you can utilize this energy and celebrate your life more um, uh, fully. So with that, there's just a few little breaths that I want to go through. If you get too hot, you can do Sitali Pranayama, where you curl your tongue like a taco and inhale. Genetically, if you can't curl your tongue, you um, bring your lips like you're blowing a kiss and pierce your lips and then suck in. And that, you will feel, cools down the fire. So if you get too hot, a strong inhale to cool down that inner furnace. Another thing that we'll, we're going to do is a strong exhale. In that, you're trying to release the kind of negativity of thought, emotions, memories, the energetic um, buildup of too much heat. And so you can use both to either cool down in that grounding, cooling sense, or that cathartic way in releasing that kind of fiery um, mindset or energy that kind of prevents you from really feeling um, more present. Uh, so, we're going to use the mantra again that we used in our last, so hum. So on the inhale, hum on the exhale. This gives uh, the mind something to do as it inspires the mind, the meaning, I am that that consciousness, I can see that consciousness, but also stabilizes the mind that when you get too drawn into either um, 
tunnel vision, you open up to what is that? I am that. And that expands your perspective. Now, remembering the ultimate goal of yoga is to become self-realized and seek liberation. So when we are practicing, yes, focusing on the pitta nature part of your practice, but what you are ultimately doing is trying to feel the quality of pitta um, and the positivity of its force to awaken you to see the I-ness seeking to see itself. And if you can actually, in practice, be that, have that as a goal to become more self-actualized, realized, it all of a sudden you are supporting that Ayurvedic's intention of awakening to that oneness, wholeness, completeness of yourself. The I-ness seeking to know itself as you. And in that, that pitta shines so bright. Um, uh, it goes, yay, I, I, I won, I got the goal, the yoga and, and Ayurveda. So, self-liberation. All right, so we're going to start. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.